Welcome to another episode of Saints and Sinners Unplugged. I am Ken Jones, and I'm joined by uh, Jose, not Jose, I am not joined by Jose. I am joined by Aldo Leon and David uh, Menendez. Do you think all of us Hispanics are Jose? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) We are uh, four uh, local pastors here in the Miami area that are committed to the doctrines of grace. And we join you each week at this time to discuss various aspects of that wonderful message. Uh, we, we like to discuss it. Uh, this is what we preach, and this is the foundation that we believe that God has laid for his church. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the, the historical facts of the resurrection. And last week, we began to expound on some of the doctrines that flow out of the physical crucifixion and bodily resurrection of our Lord. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 5 talks about the grace in which we now stand. In Ephesians 2, he reminds us that uh, we have been reconciled to God through the blood of Christ. Uh, he has removed the middle wall of petition. He has uh, removed all of the ordinances that were against us, which means we have a new legal standing. We come into the courtroom as guilty, but he now determines that we are no longer guilty, and he releases us from the courtroom. So very much in the same way that Jesus tells the woman caught in adultery when there was none to bring any charge against her, and he says, neither do I bring any charge against you, therefore go and sin no more. So whenever we actually hear the gospel preached, we do hear God's verdict Mm. that we are no longer condemned, but we are also sent away with the same rejoinder, go and sin no more. Mm. Yeah. Are we going going right into the... We're going to talk about sanctification, and then we can look at the uh, dynamics of of those two and how one Mm. can be confused with the other, but let's first just, it's just as last week we devoted our time to discussing what the doctrine of justification yeah. is yeah. and its grounding. Let's do the same thing with sanctification because mm. it's clear that the only ones that um, are sanctified are those who are justified and those who are uh, justified or are those who are walking in sanctification or who, or who are truly sanctified in the Lord have been justified by him. Yeah. So let's look at that, that the correlation. God declares not guilty. Yeah. That's okay. justification because he imputes to us the righteousness of another. But then he says, go and sin no more. He tells us to walk in newness of life. Uh, I, but, you know, that passage is so powerful because it seems like uh, that Christ is, um, has exiled mm. all condemnation. I mean, he has sent away all condemnation out of the sight of the womb. Where are those that yeah. accused you? They're nowhere to be found. Yeah. There's now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, and that is on the basis of Christ being present for us. So, yeah. so that being the case, yeah. we yeah. have defined justification. It's hard as, for us to get past that. Huh? I, <laughs> we want to talk about sanctification yeah, again. Well, no, no, but but we're, and we're gonna we're gonna, sure, we're sure. gonna look at that. Sure, but we have defined justification in in a particular way, especially yeah. using legal language. 
So what would you give as a definition yeah. of sanctification? And the reason we, we're, we're sort of like, uh, some people could say stuck here, and I think rightfully and fittingly so, is that sanctification is the reflection of, of grace apprehended and received. In other words, g- glory received, mm-hmm. glory beheld, um, glory that we have um, apprehended in Christ, and that is the righteousness of God that God put on display, and the holiness of Christ and His faithfulness unto the Father's will for us. That's the glory that we have beheld, that the apostles mm-hmm. beheld. God deployed that for our sakes. As we abide in looking and beholding that glory, we begin to reflect it. And that's those are wonderful descriptors. Yeah. But give us a good working <laughs> definition. How would you define sanctification? I, I'm going to define it in a way which is, I don't know, I don't think it's, it's, it's a common way of saying it. But sanctification to me is the ongoing results of the announcement, the ongoing personal results in our lives of the announcement of who we are, who we already are in Christ. So sanctification is the practical experience mm-hmm. of our positional reality because of Christ. Um, it is the ongoing appropriation practically of our consistent and steady position and justification in Christ. It is um, laying hold of that which I have been laid hold of in Christ. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, those are a few ways I would process it. Yeah. Is, okay, so so sanctification is the ongoing effort on the part of the, of the pardoned person to live in the light of that pardon. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can say another way, it's... Uh, it's it's a it's a newly adopted child coming to grips with their the realities of their adoptive parents practically experientially. Um, the il- illustration I like to use um, a lot of times is you adopt a child that was uh, you know living in poverty and didn't have a, a table to eat at every day. Um, they come to their new house. Adopted parents now provide them everything necessary. Um, but they're at the table, and they're grabbing pieces of bread, and they're shoving it in their pants. And so what is necessary in that moment is to remind them practically that you're living in a matter inconsistent now with your new identity in this family. Well, you you mentioned that as a hypothetical. I, I served for a number of years on a board of directors for an organization that establishes orphanages in 10 different African countries. And our orphanage in Uganda, a lot of uh, some of our, our, our orphans there came from state-run orphanages. And actually, one time we went to a state-run orphanage in Kampala, Uganda. And what they would do is when donations would come in, clothes or whatever they would put it in a, in a in a room and stack it in the middle of the room and the kids would have to come in and almost you know the survival of the fittest you get what you could get mm-hmm. so in any event we had some of the kids that came into our orphanage from there and the mother 
in one of the one of the uh, the cottages where uh, some of the new kids were, she noticed that there was one young man, and each one of our kids received clothes, shoes. They had their own bed. They had their own drawer f- uh, for their possessions. And this kid was going to bed every night with his shoes and putting them in his bed. <laughs> and she she said, hey, you know, why are you doing that? And she also found, as you mentioned, Brett. He mm. was, you know, putting, sne- sneaking food in the bed. Mm. And what she had to do was get him to know because he was, he received it. Yeah. He knew this was his, but he thought it might end. Yeah. yeah. And he thought someone might take it. Yeah. And she had to convince him it took... It took a period of time for him to realize, no, this is your home, mm. and this is your food. Mm. And just as you ate tonight, mm. you will eat tomorrow. Yeah. You don't have to steal. This is yours. You don't have to protect your, your shoes. These have been given to you. Mm. And it took a while for that to, to, you know, to get incorporated into his thinking that he could walk, you know, leave the, the, the dining room with the full confidence you'll be invited back. So I just thought, you know, we, we talk about that because that is a good analogy, yeah. but it's not just an analogy. Yeah. There is that that connects to the author very of Hebrews says, make every effort to enter into this rest. So yes. that kid needed to enter into that rest, but it was going to require some effort because there were some things in his mindset from the past and habits. Yes. That yeah. had led him to not be at, at ease, at rest. Here's another, I think, way I would summarize uh, sanctification. Sanctification is orienting where you are in light of where Christ already is. Mm. As opposed to sanctification is orienting where Christ is in light of where we are. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. I think we think sanctification is like, how, how do I now orient God in light of where I'm at? Right. Um, so the measure is... Uh, as opposed to how do I orient where I'm at in light of Christ, where Christ already is. And I think that's, the ascension of Christ mm. seems to be something that's not really addressed too much in the gospel and sanctification movement, but, but where he is in light of what he's done is really the anchor that, that really orients every practical thing in the Christian life, yeah. as opposed to where we are and where we're going and how we are becomes, I don't know, you well, reverse it the well, other I way. Well, I think that's, that's why all of these things, we, we begin with those, the, the drama. Yeah. We begin with those events. Yeah. And, con, and because when we talk about his death, his burial, his resurrection, we also, we're also talking about his present intercession and uh, th- therefore his ascension, yeah. as well as his return. His yeah. imminent return. Right. All of those yeah. things are, yeah. are brought to well, bear I think on our present moment. Yeah, that, those are great points. Uh, I think some people, uh, just plainly speaking, they just want to ask us perhaps, okay, tell me, does the Christian obey? <laughs> Isn't that what sanctification is about? You know, the Christian begins to obey the law of God. And I think some of our confessions speaks something like that, that now we personally really uh, begin to, uh, you know, to, to obey. Yeah, to be but, sanctifying our own persons. But, but that's, that, that's just... <clears throat> well, first, let's, let's talk over, about what that is, though. What sure. is, is, is there truth to that? I, I believe to, so. Okay. I believe so. The thing is that we want to ground that. We don't ever want to separate that from our position in Christ. We, mm-hmm. we understand that there is a, a dynamic of dependence of our sanctification on justification, on, on always looking unto Christ. 
and what he has done for us and who he is for us that compels us to that obedience and to that response to the grace of God. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, th I think it's, it's, just, it's just overly simplistic to say, oh, do Christians obey or not obey? Like that's, yeah. if, that, if, that, if we were just speaking about those issues based upon those statements, like, I, I guess we could just have the conversation with Muslims, Jehovah's Witness, you know, because that's just—it's just not a Christian conversation. Yeah, um, I, would, I wouldn't. Oh, you know, wouldn't you say that those uh, perhaps uh, speak that way or maybe criticize us for not just focusing on that? They would—they—they they just take what has happened in Christ for granted, assume it. Okay, yeah, yeah, if you press them on that, they're going to say, oh, wait a second, but this is all the result of grace and of Christ. Yeah. But they're not ongoing speaking about these dynamics of our union with Christ in justification. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think one of the things that people a lot of times say is like, well, there is a lot of imperatives um, and imperatible sections. But you know what's interesting to me? Um, for example, like Ephesians. Ephesians 1 to 3 is very much declaring realities that are already true in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then you move on to chapter 4. Therefore, I urge you mm -hmm. to walk worthy of the calling you have received <coughs> um, in all humility and gentleness and whatnot. But you notice what's interesting to me is um, in 4 to 6, Paul, he continues to yeah. state practical imperatives Right. And he binds them sure. to positional reality. So when he talks about we shouldn't be like the yeah. Gentiles, yeah. Right. but yeah. that's not how you learn Christ. Right. Exactly. You right. were, you know, uh, yep. learned Christ. You were taught in yeah. him. And, and then as beloved children, yeah. Yeah, he never, he wa never, walk yeah. in love. He never he, moves on to a discussion of sanctification yeah. separated yeah. from. Well, I think in one way we, we could look at it, especially as we shift from, and I'm using this guardedly, shifting from justification to sanctification, and I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But in justification, God declares us to be righteous, and in sanctification, we live in light of that declaration. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is a grateful response mm -hmm. because now the burden, the threat of punishment has been removed. The fear of death yeah. has been removed. Mm -hmm. So now we can take another look mm -hmm. at all of that which is displeasing to God mm -hmm. in us, and we, we, we can now, now that we are no longer dreading mm -hmm. God's eternal wrath because it's come upon Christ, we can now, as Paul says in Colossians, put to death the mm -hmm. deeds of the flesh, mm -hmm. but we can also consciously pursue those things that are pleasing to God because they are also pleasing to us. Yeah. Can, I, I want to add something to, to that. Um, and I think the, the, a helpful picture is um, Genesis 1, where God declares things to, to be. Um, and then after he declares, he says, let the earth bring forth. Mm. And so the deck, God, that which God declares he also creates and produces in, in, in light of what... He, so what, what I'm saying is that yeah. sanctification is not just us living in light of our justification. It's right. the declarations yeah. of God's justification yeah. for us in Christ producing yeah. a state of affairs. So I think a lot of... Yeah. Here's, yeah. Another, here's yeah. another practical example. We sure. hear a sermon and someone at the end of the sermon will say something like, all right, now 
you should go create a state of affairs yeah. and go do something. Right, right. But the announcements yeah. of our, the realities that are true about us in Christ actually experientially creates yep. a state yeah. of affairs to the ear. I mean, that's the whole point right. of yeah. a, a Galatians 3. Does God work miracles yeah. among you by the works of the law or through yeah. hearing with faith? Meaning that yeah. the declarations that God is saying is actually creating and yeah. producing yeah. something to you. You're not just doing something with it. No. It's that, doing and, something yeah. and that's a very, to you. That's, that's a critical point. In fact, I sure. think that's Paul's language and logic in yeah. Philippians when he says that it is God who is at work in you causing you to do and to or to to will and to do of his good pleasure it is god at work in you through the preached gospel right and the holy spirit the thing. working on you it is it is god at, at work because one of the pushbacks that i would get is yeah he's at work in us by the holy spirit we understand that but the work of the holy spirit is to, is to continue to take us to christ yes and the finished completed work of god in christ so the proclamation is a proclamation an announcement a conscience of what is finished yes that's why i think the author yeah. of hebrews says that we have been cleansed from an evil conscience mm. So sanctification flows out of a good, holy conscience now that gets spoken to us and declared over yeah. us in Christ. And, and that's why I love that, that analogy that you use, Aldo, with um, Genesis, because I think that's, that's good. As God spoke, then something resulted from it. Now, to that degree or, or to that extent, that's why justification and sanctification can never be separated. They must be clearly and distinctly mm -hmm. identified yeah. as being individual aspects of a single grace. Mm -hmm. They can never be confused, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about how people confuse them, yeah. but they can't be separated. They can't be cut asunder. Sure. It is, it's a fool's errand yeah. to talk about <clears throat> sanctification without a clear embrace of justification yeah. and it is also yeah. foolish to attempt to talk about justification without understanding it in light of sanctification and if what Aldo said holds right which you know we're affirming that God not only explains in his word God does something through his word yes so when God sanctifies us it's because he's doing justification on us as a manner of speaking he is declaring our positional, uh, our status in Christ, mm -hmm. and that does something to our conscience mm. that sanctifies us practically. Yeah, yeah I think uh, another another good example of this um, is um, in the miracle of the paralytic. So this guy can't walk, so he has he has a, a spiritual paralysis. Uh, the Son of Man pronounces him forgiven. Mm -hmm. He declares him forgiven outside of any sort of ability to walk, but it is that announcement, that declaration of sins being forgiven that is the cause of him then walking and taking his mat and going home. That's not just a one-time event, but I think it's a picture of the Christian life. The word of forgiveness, the declaration of forgiveness, the announcement of the realities of who we are in Christ, yeah. it is 
creating and producing the corresponding life that yeah. enables someone to live a certain way, right. um, which is why Sunday worship and the where people put themselves under the announcements mm-hmm. of Christ in a particular passage yeah. unfolded is one of the most profoundly transforming. I mean, that's Second Corinthians three eighteen. We all, with mm-hmm. unveiled faces, mm-hmm. as we behold the mm-hmm. glories of this crucified right. Savior, yeah. are being transformed. As you behold, it's almost like I go outside under the sun, and the sun does its work on me by mm-hmm. me being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the efficacy of the sun's rays to then create that which is uh, nice it's touching or burned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to, all right, let me um, let me create a state of affairs by the knowledge that I have about yeah. things and, and my abilities. So it's well. Man, that's you, you touch on something with worship or the, the public gathering mm-hmm. of God's people. If it is a gospel-saturated worship service, mm-hmm. wouldn't that therefore articulate either very directly or by way of implication as well as through the elements of that worship service mm-hmm. communicate both truths mm-hmm. that yes. we are justified yeah. And we are sanctified, mm-hmm. and therefore it's it's important for the worshiper to grasp God's grace that includes both. So it's got to be communicated in in our liturgies. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of our liturgy, so that we can hear and understand what it means when He says, "You know, you're, no condemnation," but also when He says, "Now go and sin no more." Sure. Walk in newness of life. Yeah, I would say that 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 uh, gets addressed by the proclamation of law and gospel. Yes, by having both words—the word of law and the word of gospel—which by the Holy Spirit through faith, the conscience receives that judgment, the judgment of the law, in the judgment of the gospel. In other words, it agrees mm-hmm. with the law. It confesses the goodness of God and the holiness of God in the law, but because it's, it's receiving the judgment of the gospel, the declaration of we yeah. all that we need, we're already mm. possessing Christ. This law, this righteousness is in Christ for me, and that transforms us. Right, right. And, and well, we'll pick this up uh, in our next time together to, to talk about that transforming process and also... The, the various ways in which both justification and sanctification are misrepresented or poorly understood, yeah. poorly communicated, yeah. and how the tendency of the fallen nature, nature mm-hmm. to try to redeem itself yep. always comes out in one of those two. That's, that's yeah. just the old Adam. We, that's right. We will bring our fig yeah. leaves wherever we can bring them. Well, thanks for joining us here on Saints and Sinners Unplugged, and we look forward to being with you again next week.